at Resurrection MCC, I've always feel like home and I deeply enjoy participating with you. I'm on my way to Washington, D.C. for the blessing and installation of our interim moderator, Reverend Rachel Brown, and, and for our leadership meetings. No doubt this transition time is crucial, and I am glad that I get to experience part of it with you my extended family, as we all are MCC family, which was a subject addressed a few weeks ago during this sermon series. Just one week ago, I was working on the Spanish translation for the governing board release. It seems so interesting that in such release, they use the text we listened to today from the book of Esther 4.14. I thought, is that this prophetic, not a coincidence? I mean, no doubt, this is the work of the Spirit here. It's, it is so vital that we are close together as the MCC family, we must pray together and support our move moving forward so we can respond to the call God is making to and of us as a domination, a dom denomination, as a movement, indeed, in such a time as this. In my experience, for all these years of my working with the denomination, 14 years now, and my constant communication with people aiming to become part of our MCC family, there is this urging to continue to listen the voice of God who opens us to hear a renewing and radically inclusive voice from the liberating gospel. Fundamentalist churches are doing their job of instilling a belief that God is exclusive in many countries. So it is necessary that people have an opportunity to listen to a different and inclusive voice and message. Just recently, the conservative churches play a disappointing role during the recent rejection of peace during the war referendum in Colombia. I ask you to join with me in a common wish for the success of Reverend Rachel Brown in her ministry as our interim moderator, and for the success of our denominational leadership as well, as we all respond to the call at hand. Her success will certainly facilitate our own success as a movement. 
I want to recall a comment by Reverend Nancy Wilson, our previous moderator, who likes to say that her sermons are not as long as those of a former pastor in Rio de Janeiro, Brazil, who in a Monday, Thursday morning service preached for about two hours. <laughs> then we have an evening service where I preach, but only for less than five minutes. And Reverend Nancy concludes saying, I do not preach as short as Hector. <laughs> Believe me, the community was relieved after my brief reflection. I want to take this opportunity to thank Reverend Troy, your pastor, Reverend Vicky, and the whole community for these weeks that have been devoted to lift up the message from a Latino perspective to reflect about family reality, which even though is a culture so wealthy in its traditions, is still complex. I can say this because I'm a Latino. And I know my people firsthand. Please pray with me. Family God, we know that you are always with us, more present than ourselves, and constantly calling us to witness life. Strengthen our families in their many colors, flavors, wrappings, evolutions, and displays. Help us to be your constant presence in our daily lives. We pray in your many names. Amen. I can't skip talking about the complex reality we are going through at this time in Mexico, my country. Now, fractured by a discriminating concept of family and the struggle of ultra-conservative groups carrying a banner against diverse families. They make a lot of noise, even though they are not that many. It is illogical and abhorrent to use the terms that they use to describe our families within their messages. As they march, they shout out that children should be left homeless on the street or left at the orphanages, but cannot and should not be adopted by same-sex couples. They even forbid single mothers from participating in these public actions because single mothers are not and cannot be true family. Supposing, for instance, that the traditional Catholic teaching on the family, as devoted by some moral theologians, is a defining framework assumed by the current Latin American families 
as the current understanding of reality, that cannot longer be anything but the misleading picture of the same. I'm aware, of course, you went through the same experience here in US and even with the achieved progress and rise for the LGBTQI community, there are still signs of homophobia, hatred, rejection, and discrimination being experienced. We still have much to do. It is not possible to see that the final goal has already been achieved. Taking the text from the book of Esther, which we just heard, is captivating to retake the words from Mordecai to Esther. Mordecai told them in reply to Esther, do not think that in the king's palace you will escape any more than all the other Jews. For if you keep silence at such a time as this, relief and deliverance will rise for the Jews from another father. But you and your father's family will perish. Who knows? Perhaps you have come to royal dignity for just such a time as this. Interesting and provocative message. The individual work impacts one way or another the community development that follows. May I strongly recommend you take the time to read a comment that Reverend Mona West offers in the book, The Queer Bible Commentary, from the text that I just read again for you. As it is one of the most famous phrases from the book of Esther, which, by the way, is one of the only two books in the Bible which woman's name. Besides, the book is rich in the portrayal it makes on cross-dressing. Esther is aware that the success for her mission involves the whole community as they support her with a three-day fast so she can do her part and achieve her goal. The success, even though it is reached through her courage, it will, it will have emboldened the success of the whole community. The great Jewish family that had been enduring adversity. It has always been interesting to draw closer to the sense of family the Jews have by a great similarity with Lat Latin America families. We tend to be very supportive in the family and we are committed to each other and we are proud with the success of any family member. No doubt, I realize it is very risky and misleading trying to come up with a global current concept 
of Latin America and the Latino families living in the U.S. in other countries. First, because talking about Latin America and Latinos and Latinas, it is a huge mass with a growing population, already close to 500 million people, with a huge variety of countries, even contrast, contrasting areas in the, in the countries that make it difficult to generalize and understand their problems and varied dynamics. Dynamics. 55.2 million Latinos, Latinas live here in the United States, representing 17% of the total population in the United States. And secondly, because when we are specifically referring to the family, we are referring to more than 110 million social unities. So ever varied and changing. Therefore, to pretend to summarize the current family situation in Latin America may seem a naive attempt unless we precisely seek to point out this difficulty to clearly define and understand what is not reducible to a simplistic presentation. There are so many things that I want to share with you, but I want to dwell on a particular case with interesting features now carefully being studied by anthropologists and other experts. In the region of Oaxaca, in Juchitan, Mexico, by the Isthmus of Tehuantepec, a predominantly Zapotec community that shows tiny hostility to mushes, which are cross-dressing individuals. I was pleasantly surprised to find out that while matriarchy is so established in Huchitan, and it's, it is women who go to the bars or billiards to have fun, while men remain at home, <laughs> there is no doubt that having socially accepted a third gender, they pray to God that they can have a gay son. Because then the gay son shall provide for the family. It is a blessing to have a mushe or a gay son in the family. Now, don't you think this is fabulous and amazing? <laughs> I remember reading a, a study in which it was explained that in the Zapotec culture, the idea of choosing gender or sexual, sexual orientation is as ridiculous as to suggest that one can choose the color of one's skin. The vast majority of people traditionally accept gender as something given by God, whether male, female, or mushes. 
the Mushis are not rejected. All the opposite, they are highly respected in these communities, while uh, the larger communities and having a more modern approach, they may face some discrimination due to homophobic aptitudes introduced by Catholicism. How interesting indeed is the modern approach to this kind of realities that have remained intact for centuries as far as possible. Yet, on the other hand, they now suffer the assault of the modern cultures, ideas that they are proceeding, perfectly trying to impose their ideas of how it should be to make themselves comfortable and their simplistic vision of binary exclusive gender. How often we hear about that serving to God and the correct understanding of what God is and many of us want to reduce that service or that acknowledge just to the act of hearing the word and serving in worship services, whether singing, preaching, or praying. Many people seek refuge in God's service to make up for their family problems, avoiding to engage in a transformation of such field. Advocating this narrow view is the way many fundamentalist churches in Latin America are now proceeding and experiencing growth. Unfortunately, at other times, we neglect the first ministry we have at hand. God given to us, offered by God in our daily life, which is ministry to and with our family. We must commit to vet everything for the success of our families. Because if we are honest, we will have a strong church to the extent that we have a strong and successful families. Let us prepare to respond to the mission to which God has called us upon. So we live up to the demand of such a times like this. Amen. <laughs>